This is a Glass Box Media Podcast. slamming that's how it feels here it was like the two times we've had the two times we've had earthquakes here Uh uh-huh that's what it's felt like or sounded like it sounded like a door wild like slamming that's so weird and like the but the whole building shook so i was like "Mm, yeah but man like somebody gets pissed enough with their boyfriend they could slam their door that hard (laughs) i mean (laughs) shake the whole fucking building (sighs) are we recording yes 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 we are Welcome, everybody, to my worst state, then. I'm Cassie. I'm Keegan. I'm Christina. Well, first and foremost, we must fucking talk about the LuLaRoe documentary, <laughs> in which Christina shared with us last week. Um, we all have thoughts and feelings, but episode three is by far one of the most triggering things that I've seen in a long fucking time. And my husband and I, Chris and I, like I've not talked about Chris like a bazillion <laughs> times before. Right. Who? <laughs> Who? We're sitting in bed watching this show and the looks that we were both giving each other when they were talking about the book that her mom I wrote. I straight up paused it because Anthony was not in the room. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, no. Me, oh, no. You no. can't miss You have that. to be here for my rage. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Chris and I were like literally like just staring at each other like this cannot fucking be real right now. Like, the okay. So for our listeners who haven't seen it, they start talking about like this is a whole boss babe quote movement, which is bullshit to begin with but yeah i guess we should say up up top that yeah. we're pretty anti-mlm <laughs> i mean and well, yeah we've this we've, specifically because it's predatory sorry yeah, go ahead. we've talked about it on the podcast before like yeah, our feelings have. about it and we've we've definitely received like emails uh being upset with our stance it's something that i refuse to apologize for because i i think they're predatory i think they're inherently terrible for society Except for like the three people who are on top and make all the that's money, right. everybody else loses money. So I feel I that's the thing that it comes down to. It boils down to how it affects people and long term, like what that looks like for them. Like how how yeah. At any rate, so the book. The mm. book. There's two books. There's a book that the owner's mother wrote, mm-hmm. which is problematic af Mm -hmm. then there's another book which is by dr laura schlesinger like how to like feed or something or take care of your basically it's like it sounds like how you would take care of a house plant but it's like how to like water and feed your husband it is so it is like (laughs) garbage chris is like i'm getting that book for keegan for the wedding oh my god can you imagine i mean honestly that would be really funny it actually would be funny he's like i have to do a reading for the wedding i'm thinking about trying to find a nice passage from there you know i was i've and you know i'm on all different kinds of tiktoks now at this point like tiktok uh threads for lack of a better word Mm -hmm. and um of course i'm on feminism tiktok and there was this woman who there are like women on tiktok who have full tiktoks about like oh isn't it so silly that like my husband can't i picked up my daughter from school today and her romper was on backwards or both of her legs were in one were in one leg of her okay shorts and 
isn't it so funny that my husband is so silly like this and i'm like what no weaponized incompetence like he's doing it badly on purpose so that then you'll step in and be like oh silly little men and i feel like it's a similar vibe that they give off where they're just like men are incapable of doing anything you must support them you have to have their back let them be right Listen, but also <laughs> when she said, let them be your hero, Chris looked at me and was like, I'm fucking using this. So I must <laughs> oh he's like, I, like, obviously it's a joke because Chris <laughs> would fucking never. But the next morning, Chris had somehow gotten up before me. And that's what this whole story is leading to in which he got up and he made coffee and I walked in groggy eyed, half awake. And I was like, oh, my God, you made coffee. You're my hero. And he <laughs> looked at me with the widest eyes like it had just happened and it was handed to him on a silver platter. And he's like, what did you say? I was like, ah! I was like God damn it. I, was I can like, be a hero, baby. No, I was reading this article too, like kind of related to this is like, you know, when everything shut down and people were working from home. And we talked about this last week, the huge rise in divorces Uh because everyone's working for home and yet women were still being shouldered with the majority of the Mm -hmm. home responsibilities, Mm -hmm. homeschooling their kids and still trying to work from home and they're not getting the the help from their partners or what have you. And it's just like... This has always been something that's really pissed me off with the the whole sitcoms thing where it's like oh, my uh-huh. dumb husband, you know, that yes. kind of thing. I hate that. And then trope. the wife is always a nag. Yep. Yes. And it's like, okay, well, she wouldn't have to nag if you could do literally anything. The barest of minimum. The barest minimum. Yeah. Yeah. At home. That that whole like uh dynamic is it's, it's infantilizing. That's to exactly men. what I was going to say. Absolutely, and then yeah, I'm and it's like, also not real life. Yeah, no, it shouldn't be. Well, it I shouldn't hope it's be. Not that's your that's real the thing. Life. Is yeah. that it, it shouldn't be? And it's like you are. I would be so insulted if I was a man that I, it's just like this is what yes. you think I'm capable of. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's just it's part of certain kinds of cultures. Yeah, and has existed in those cultures for so long that it's just and it was reinforced with things like sitcoms, yes. right? <laughs> so, and with things like this. MLM yes. with yes. Lululemon. I remember. Oh, Lululemon. Oh, Lululemon. Yeah, yeah. Lululemon's yeah. a whole different thing. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lululemon is like, you keep my name out of your phone. Yeah, I know, <laughs> right exactly. We're, we're literally sued immediately. <laughs> no, Lulu wrote, like, I, I'm old enough to remember yes. literally like 10 girls from my high school oh, yeah. on Facebook. Hey, babe. Hey, babe. Hey, girly. <laughs> <laughs> no. First of all, those leggings, like Are- I am not a stylish person. I have never claimed to Listen. be. I'm not a fashion person. I'm the one who has said on this podcast that I'm ready to wear the future uniforms. As long like, as it's not Lululemon leggings. Oh my Could God. Could you imagine? So ugly. They've always been ugly. Yeah. Well, I don't even, understand. Even the designer who okay. they interview here, oh, yes. who I freaking love, okay, by the way. The best. She's amazing. And the, the nephew too. Yeah. Those two. They're, the there nephew's are like, some yeah, real- no, this is it's garbage. There are some real gems <laughs> yeah. uh, who are interviewed for for this documentary. But that designer is just like, mm. man, listen. She's like, I don't know what you want me to do. We are cranking out a hundred designs One- a day. She's like, things were getting tacky. I don't know what <laughs> to yeah. say. Like <laughs> 100 designs a day. A day. Could you fucking imagine? There's the one that was like the burger right on the <laughs> Jesus crotch. Jesus Christ. <laughs> the fucking... Well, well, I, like oh, there was like a... It was a 
Leaning the Lean Tower, Tower of Pisa. Pisa. How appropriately named as well, right? right. Pisa right. penis. Right it on was the crotch. Right in the crotchal yeah. region. I yeah. was like, what? Leaned a little to the left. Yeah, so, yeah. it did. <laughs> well, I mean, wow. that's a problem when you grew as much as they did. And sure. then instead of like hiring professionals, You're using they just... Google Sheets that everyone has access Girl. to. I got... Oh. Oh, sweaty. Yeah, I dude, got sweaty. At that I got part. sweaty because I saw all the changes being made. Like, that, I was like, oh, oh no. Uh, <laughs> stop look, making changes because at my job we have like smart sheets that people yeah. do have yes. access to same but and like it a SharePoint. fills me with like like i get nervous when i have to go in there and like get information out because usually it's just like it's a place to store information and you go to reference like yeah whatever and i get nervous because i'm just like what if i do something in here right. and like yeah. it's, <laughs> it's so easy shared to pick, document <laughs> i know it's an irrational fear <laughs> but this that i mean they were making updates to this Google Constantly. Excel sheet, oh basically. My God. Multiple people simultaneously. Oh, my God. Like, this is what happens when you hire your, you know, okay. weird nephew. You know Listen. what I mean? Like, hi- you're a billion dollar company. You got to hire like somebody that you, knows what they're also, doing. <laughs> you've got like 30 children. Not one of them went to like. Uh, business school like, or right any yeah. marketing like didn't take some classes when they figured yeah. out like this is where we're headed yeah like, your parents you got have like plenty a, of money to pay for classes they for had you. that that one guy like one of their sons was like let me talk to you about why we need to stop acting like we're a pyramid scheme like on <laughs> video like a video call wow. i'm like bro how <laughs> about the one son he's who like started crying when he was like mom and dad asked us to be yes. a part of this yes. Yes. it's just yes. so beautiful yeah. I'm like they should not have no, no they shouldn't that was have mistake <laughs> they were like well the one guy took care of the bonus structure because he knows Excel well I was like well, there He's you have it. He's an Excel wizard at 23. <laughs> well, there you have it. I was like, mm. I also know how to put a spreadsheet together. <laughs> I know. No one has asked me yet to put a bonus structure to get that's actually not true. I did put together a whole key no, account structure, still, but I mean, like, it's I'm something I'm like, actually versed in. <laughs> oh my God. There's just like, who's not skilled in Excel at Honey, this point? I mean, right. if you've worked in any kind did of office. Did you go to high school? I want to know what that means by skilled in Excel because, like, there are levels to Excel. Oh, sure. Yeah. Everyone's worked with that one person who knows how to do, like, all the things all the in smart Excel, keys and you're like, and and yeah. formulas but yeah the basic stuff like everyone yeah. knows how to do the basics and yeah. i get the impression that that's the level we're operating at yeah here. sure it's sure like, sure i can put a sum in right i know how to make a sum of certain cells together right and they're uh-huh. like Whiz. he all he did was like wrap text once oh, and oh, like, oh, oh, oh. i'm sorry did merge you format? cells Ooh, did you format that cell <laughs> bitch what no, I mean, here's the thing. It's it's a bummer. There's this documentary I just I love because I feel like it really explains the pressures that that are on women and the uh, the reason why it just yeah. coalesced around the perfect moment. You have like the most educated women yes. in history being yep. like stay-at-home moms and like, you know, if it sounds too good to be true, it 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 probably is, but sure. they they wanted to do something to help around their their house with the household. They're selling income a dream, and, yeah, right? exactly. And I feel like Gen X and like some millennials, like older millennials, were in this really weird spot where it's like we are the most educated, yeah. Um, you know, and we were kind of starting this idea of like third wave feminism, right? Yeah. And right? social media came along, right? right? But also 
there is still that expectation and mentality around having a family and having children. Sure, sure, sure. You know, yep. like whenever I was growing up, that was still kind of this thing that was just like, yes, of course, you're going to get married and you're huh. going to to have kids. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I feel like now we're moving more into like the That's normalization so of you... being child free and, and not getting married. And That's things so right. funny that you feel like you had that pressure. I think it probably depends on the family in general, like or like or, well, how, or whom you grow up around, because it, like I definitely didn't feel that pressure. Sure. Oh, I did. Really? Yeah. My parents absolutely. were like, you don't have to have kid ever if you don't want to. Like, it's up to you. I think you're the exception well, to the rule. And, yeah. and Honestly. I think I do. And I also think it's it's larger than your family structure. I think there was societal Society. pressure. Sure. Yeah. Like, for sure. I mean, like, every movie we watched, we talk about it like yeah. all the time. The it's happy like, ending is finding. Is getting married. Yep. And like. Yeah. No, no. Know. Getting married. Like that for sure. I always felt the, mm-hmm. not pressure, but the. The anxiety of like finding the right one. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think we've all felt that for sure. I mean, I think the language has just recently begun to change around being childless to being child free. Like the language Mm. is changing uh, Mm. around that because it was always, it was always viewed very much as like, I mean, even now, like I'm getting ready to get married. The question is always, when are you having kids? Are you having kids? Like that's, it's still the, the question that comes up. And I feel like we're moving out of that now, but it put women, um, of a certain age group, especially in kind of like a weird, like double mindset of feeling like I have this education. I want to use this education, Mm -hmm. but I also feel like I need to be home with my kids because now Mm -hmm. I have kids and like, and, how do I do this? And sure. they presented it as like, here, you can, you can have, it, have all it all and stay home part-time. and have it all. Yeah. It was all fake. Part-time work for full-time salary. It was, was it? Wasn't not even. Wasn't a little fake bit. for some of those first people that well, were coming in. Do you hear the But they weren't working some of those part-time. That's bonus. the thing. Yeah. Sure. Those bonus checks, but they weren't working part-time. They were working beyond full-time. Yeah. They were working. It was their life. Their it whole was life. their yeah. whole fucking life. Did you, you notice they were all divorced too? Oh, no, I haven't gotten that far yet. Oh uh, yeah. no! They said I'm, it in the beginning. That oh, main chick was the main chick. Mm-hmm. All, oh, most right. of the main chicks, yeah, um, lost everything. Yeah, yeah, they're, so sad. They, so their sad. marriage fell apart. So it's like I just it's it sucks too because I think that I guess too I have a question because we we both grew up with um, both all three of us surprisingly all of our parents that we grew up with in whatever way are all still to, we're all or have all been still together right yeah so what was your house dynamic like because what i'll tell you is that my house dam- dynamic which i thought was was the norm my dad for you know it's complicated right mm-hmm. the one thing i will say big time of my dad my dad was helped my dad clean like help clean the house he would run the vacuum he would he would do dishes he would you know now my mom would probably be the person she grew up i think in a very like that like uh you know moms do this and so she she did do a lot but my dad always helped out he took care of the the outside like a hundred percent never my mom would never have mowed the grass like you know by but my dad cooked my dad cleaned. My dad was a full participant in the household. Yeah. Like, I never thought that that was not like I didn't look at it like as gender rolled. Um, Just curious. Like, is that kind of the same thing? Well, my childhood is a little complicated. Sure. But early on, my mom is five years older than my my dad, my stepdad. So um, she's five years older than him. 
they got together when she was like 26 and he was like 21. Oh, wow. Gosh, and babies. Can yeah, you imagine? Yeah, now? babies. And she oh, had two kids. Yeah. Uh, and he was 21. Honestly, and bless his heart, though. So, yeah. That's and a big role to take on. It, it is. And she was more educated. She'd already had her bachelor's. She went on to get her master's. Mm-hmm. And then she started working as a um, therapist. And so she was she was working like she was working a lot more than my my dad was working so he did take on a lot more of those household responsibilities it was like a reverse of of like what most people saw at that time and then whenever he joined the military he was gone so then my mom was doing everything yeah um and that's when her views started to kind of change in a more like we we leaned into that like evangelical b- belief system oh, where yeah. it was very much about like she did uphold traditional gender roles as like this is the ideal wow for a family right wow so, so you kind of got to see both, both. yeah wow mm-hmm. um yeah my parents taught us like how to do chores like early on so i i think it, it was the kids it was the joke that we were the remote control <laughs> their goal the dishwasher like, yes. the They're laundry like, machine i'm not gonna do it and you're not gonna do it either the kids are gonna the do kids it. are gonna yes. do it so yeah like my <laughs> earliest memories are of like sweeping and stuff like we we oh, had yeah. chores to do it was like it was kind of a family affair sure like everybody's responsibility was like the the house it was all of us so that's but your kinda, dad participated just as much as your mom? He he worked a lot. So, yeah, I mean, he would cook sometimes. And I, I remember him, like, uh, mowing the grass and stuff like that. But most of the time it was, you know, as soon as we were old enough to walk, we yeah. could hold a broom. So. Oh, see. <laughs> yeah, no, don't work. get me wrong. We we had to work. I was, I was definitely a, a child labor as well. <laughs> yes, exactly. Full, full child labor. I, I was a latchkey kid. I remember coming home to the list. Oh, yeah. And if that list was not fucking done, forget yep. about it. Yep. Like, I, yeah. I got away pretty easy early on in my childhood. I didn't do a lot of chores oh yeah early on but okay so the last thing that i will say about this documentary yeah because it is there's so much to there's so say. much and i <laughs> hope we haven't ruined it for anyone who's going to watch it but the last thing that i will say is that they talked about retiring their husbands oh and i found that to be so insidious that was awful so creepy it was so weird because they were like they talked a lot about like you your husband pressuring and pressuring and pressuring your husband needs to quit his job your husband needs to quit his job so that they would be a hundred percent reliant on the Mm -hmm. income that they were making or not making yeah and then they acted like it was like a you're welcome yeah yeah aren't you glad that we could do this for you and it it made me feel just so like icky you know so so your company is now going to pay for our health insurance and right. Okay. And, and that's what and our was 401k. so messed up is that you're looking at like the message being like the traditional gender norms or whatever, but then they're like, then they're flipping the script because they, they do want like all the power or whatever. So they're like talking about like, these are ways that your husband can help out your business. And we're talking about him taking on, you know, yeah, him the, basically the taking on the, the, but they also wanted him to take on like more responsibility with like they wanted him to be the face, right? They were like, oh, put yeah. your husband in front of the camera, let him do the lives, let him take over. Like, what? What? It was <laughs> so weird to me. I'm like, I'm not trying to buy like 
B leggings from that guy, that bro <laughs> with uh, a but, but backwards hat on. Like, what are you doing? Listen, like it's so weird. We've all I I have been pitched uh, in MLM. Someone tried to get 100. me uh, to do Herbal Life. I think. Um, so yeah, I mean, I feel like it's pretty insidious. And if you've gotten, and I have bought our bond oh, me before. Too. I didn't know that it was an MLM, but yeah, I yeah, got same, sold our bond. Uh, I let someone have an Arbon party in my house because mm-hmm. I was like uh, too uncomfortable to say I, no. I, I'm such a people pleaser <laughs> that I was just like, okay, sure. sure. And then they were there, and then I was like, I guess I'll buy this seventy five dollar cream to help you out. It was you great know? cream. It was great cream. I'm not gonna lie, but <laughs> still a predatory business. That's the thing is, you'll yeah. always have people say like, oh, but I got this and this product worked great for me. And it's like I. That can be true. I'm not saying that the product necessarily is bad. In this LuLaRoe case, they were bad or they got well, to that point. Well, they became bad, right? Right. But like, it's not always about the product. It's about the power structure of right. the way the company is set up that is predatory. So the product could be great. You could swear by this one Arbon cream, right. but... I sure. won't buy it. And also, if you've gotten caught up in something like that, like no I don't want to. Yeah, no. exactly. Because I'm like, you're, I'm. I've was in a cult for like years, so you yeah. know, no shame. I, it's I know easy how easy to get, it is to get. Yeah, yeah. And especially during you know this time period when social media was just yes. coming up, and it was just the way that it was. Just so many factors coalesced around this this one thing. Like I, I get it. So no shame, but absolutely. No better, do better, right? Oof, yeah. Let's retire that boss babe mentality, please. Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. It's tough. I do. I feel, I really do feel bad for people who've become, you know, trapped in that because it is, it is very much cult like. And, and I think, like, even that one girl who've like realized she's like, I'm in a fucking cult. Like, yeah. it's, what it's is also, happening? it's also like an offshoot of that like hustle and grind mentality yes. that I feel like is very, very prominent, especially with like, millennials where it's just like you have to be doing 8,000 different things all the time yeah and like man look we're all emotionally and mentally exhausted right Right. now like go to sleep yeah okay like you don't need to do all the things like just to try and like I know it feels like that but it's just like man uh, you it'll wait till tomorrow go take a nap <laughs> yeah i feel like a lot of the anxiety and pressure that i have on myself is from that girl boss mentality yeah. mm-hmm. you have it all I do just, it all exactly mm-hmm. where it just it is it is exhausting it leads it has led to my own like anxiety attacks uh mm-hmm. depression at mm-hmm. times because i don't feel like i'm living up to that mentality that's mm. just like just made up mm-hmm. you know sure. so yeah take it easy on yourself yeah yeah put, put your feet up and watch this documentary yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> take a break well speaking of who should we fmk this week Anyone's- somebody suggested that we do the dating apps but have we done that already the dating apps? Yeah. Oh, no. I like don't think Tinder, that we have. Hinge, Bumble, that kind of thing. I've never used any of I know. Them. But, I mean, I, I, if, if you explained the basic differences to I me, I could can. probably make a call. Let's let's do the, the main three. Tinder, okay. Bumble, and Hinge. Those okay. are the Great. most all right. popular. Um, so, Tinder, we all know, swipey, swipe. Yeah. It is, you know, yeah. it can have, like, I think, like, six pictures and like a basic bio, like Tinder or a Twitter length bio. Does it ask You're, you the 
questions or is no. that a different app? That's okay. a different app. Okay. So you just put whatever you want in this bio. Now you can link your Spotify or you can link your Instagram. I'm not sure of any of the the newer features because I haven't used it in two years, but that's what it was back in the day. Name, age, CEO itself. Oh, yes. God. Entrepreneur. <laughs> yes. That boss kind babe. of thing. Boss babe. Oh, no. Um, okay. And then Bumble is just like Tinder for the most part, except you do have like little things to, to fill out, like your your height, your if you're a smoker, if you are a drinker, like that kind of thing. And then it will give you a couple different prompts to fill out. Mm-hmm. And the woman initiates contact okay then you yeah okay then you only have 24 hours like that person only has 24 hours from that first contact to get back to you otherwise the match goes dead okay mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's pressure is to on. prevent flakes but it yeah. means you have to like check it every day oh yeah or whatever so genius lo- or you can pay to keep those matches active then you have hinge which is like a, a different pictures, prompts, and questions, and you can like not their picture, but like their answer to a question mm, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you can invite someone else to start the chat. You can be like, "You start talking to me" or whatever. So that's Hinge, huh? Hmm. Used? Uh, why? I mean, what's the benefit of that? To be I have like no you, idea. you, you, you do it. You do like, it. Yeah. I feel like what? Just why don't you do it then? You're yeah. here already. Right. Both both of them um, hinge on the f- or both all of them hinge on the fact that both parties have to be interested, right? In order to begin, speaking. right? Okay, well, I so like that. that. Yeah, that's, that's those are the apps. I think I know what I want to do. Okay, yeah, I think that I am going to marry Hinge. I like their premise. I think that they they really are of the three the one that's like trying to be more relationship focused. I love that you are able to know a lot about people and you can engage with the things about them as opposed to just mm-hmm. that like that surface like you're good looking and your answer was cool but it's more about like oh your answer was cool and this is the way you can engage with them in that way like it invites you to engage with that part of them as opposed to I think it helps you start conversations yeah too, because you can be like oh they liked this specific thing oh they're interested in yeah. that let's talk about that you know totally yeah um I I don't know what I'm gonna fuck. I think that I'm going to fuck Bumble. Um, and here's why: I like that quick 24 hour window. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're in, you're out, yes. on, on with your day. You get to be in charge. I get to, I get to engage it, right? Yeah. Like yeah. I get to, I, I, you know, Tinder is going to, Tinder's gonna fuck you up. Tinder's the fuckboy of this situation. Uh, it is the fu- yeah. it is 100% the yeah, fuckboy. Yeah. It is 100% yeah. a hookup app. Yeah. Um, you know, Not you, get, to that. you get lucky. Like I said, like I, I met Eric through Tinder. Right. A lot of people meet their significant yeah, I, it's other. Happened. It yeah. has happened. Because it probably is the most commonly used one probably the most Correct. popular. Correct. That is what I and found. And that's the thing. I don't know if I'm I we know how I feel about popular guys, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Am I good enough for Tinder? Am I No, no, you're too good for Tinder, I but Tinder is going to make you feel like you're not right. good enough for Tinder. Amen. <laughs> that's what it is. And I'm like, I feel like Bumble's more humble. 
Humble oh, Bumble. Yeah. And I feel like they're going to be like, you are good enough for this. And I'm like, thank you. And <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I am good enough. And we should totally bang it out and then be done. From my, I think my own experience um, definitely colors it. I hated Hinge. Okay. I, I thought it was going to be the most popular and most thoughtful app for me. Mm-hmm. I, th- I definitely like looked at it and was like, this makes sense. I think it's engaging people on, you know, things that are just not, you know, pictures or whatever, but on more of who they are. Uh, it was not used that way. And I found the people I did interact through with on Hinge uh, strange. That was my own experience. So I'm going to kill Hinge. Okay. Now, mm-hmm. I got to say, yeah. I'm going to marry, I'm going to marry Tinder because <gasps> yeah. even disregarding Eric. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mm-hmm. had the most successful and most fun dates through Tinder. Oh. I had the most like just honest people up front about what they were looking for, whether it was DTF, something casual, or whether they wanted to progress into a relationship. But I found people to be very much themselves, whether that meant hmm. Good, bad, that they ugly. would <laughs> eliminate themselves early. My weirdest, sometimes most uncomfortable, awful dates were through Bumble, but there were a couple really fun experiences in there. And the woman being in charge, I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck Bumble. Okay. That's that's what I'm gonna do. Okay. Okay. Having never used any of these apps, <laughs> uh, except for I think briefly swiping on um Christina's, Christina's Tinder. <laughs> I am going to I think this is a little surprising. I think I'm going to kill Bumble because I, first of all, I don't tell me what to do. 24 hours. Okay. I got a life. Yeah. I'm busy. I, yeah. I, I'm, it's annoying. It's annoying. I don't want to have to keep up with that. First of all, secondly, uh, I love the idea of the woman being in charge on Bumble, but I feel like it's going to attract a certain kind of quote unquote, nice guy yep. um, who is going to be like, I am so noble for choosing to be on this app where the woman gets to be in charge like, oh. and wants me to like thank them for that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like oh, that kind of no, guy. You and so ruined it. Sorry. I, that's I want to the vibe. That's just immediately. the vibe. So, you know, I can't deal. That's that's <laughs> look, I that kind of like, quote unquote, male feminist yes. guy yes. who's like, still mansplaining to you is almost like fake woke guy is worse than mm-hmm. just like a bro. Like, you know, it's <laughs> worse. Who just knows who he is. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, so, um, yeah, I got to kill, got to kill Bumble. Um, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a fuck Tinder. Tinder is the Pete Davidson of Dave. Yes! Where he is. Okay. <laughs> uh, and, oh, uh, it's, it's, I'm not proud. Yeah. But it is also going to be a good time. I yeah. feel like it's going to be a good time. It's we, shot, 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 shot. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was what was tricky for me was I was back and forth. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, and yeah, it's a mistake. But we don't ever have to talk about it That's again, right. you know, That's like right. <laughs> I, I we would laugh about it over brunch the next day. Yep. And that's it. Uh, and then, yeah, I'm going to marry Hinge. Um I like that there's conversation involved. I'm sure that that attracts some real 
weirdos, randos. Um, <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but I, I just, I don't know. I think like, I think we could make it work. Okay. Yeah. All right. No, the, the hinge thing for me, uh, there were a couple of times that I was on it where it, it definitely is more relationship focused. And perhaps the time I was using it, I was not in a relationship sure. mindset. mindset. Mm. And so I had people coming on to fast food. Oh, you know what I mean? yeah, yeah. Oh, mm, yeah. I wouldn't love that. But I mean, I guess if I was looking for marriage, then that's probably yeah. the one I would want to use. Right. I do love their commercials. I think they're hilarious. The hinge, the, the, the hinge app. Next time we should do the dying. old school ones like Match and eHarmony. And oh, God. <laughs> well, we did that for our live show. Oh, that's right. We? Yeah. That's right. Oh, God. eHarmony. God, the worst. <laughs> oh, no. We had... Um, Farmers Only. Was it that one? We had we had the, the horoscopes. As, yes. as dating apps. Oh, that's right. God, that's right. <laughs> that's Where right. Capricorn was like match, and I was like, why am I the beige <laughs> computer <laughs> dating right now? Oh, I don't remember gosh. what I was. Me neither. Oh gosh. Oh man. I'm gonna go revisit that uh, live show. <laughs> well, you guys want to take five, and we'll come back with stories. Sounds yes. Good. And we're back. All right, Christina, it's your turn to start. Okay, this is one of the strangest stories I've ever found. <laughs> uh, it just tickles my funny bone. So. I'm going to go for it. Uh, this guy says, I hooked up with this girl from work and knew she wanted to be more than friends with benefits. So I asked her out. She had an amazing ass. I thought it would be <laughs> nice. I love that. <laughs> nice. Noise. Noise. <laughs> I thought it would be fun if I took shrooms before the date. <laughs> Why? Why would you do Why that? Why would you think that's Why? a good idea? Shrooms. No. I literally have. Wah, just wah, wah. tried these for the first time. I cannot think of no. carrying oh, on a coherent <laughs> no. conversation. No. Are you on the same trip as me? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. And and look, I, I'm not a drug person. Like any drugs for me on a, on a, a date. first date? Yeah, no, no, no. No. Sorry. You don't know that person yet. They can't get to know you I, like that. I literally saw like the Matrix numbers on the ceiling. <laughs> yes. And I saw everybody's faces age and decompose no. in front of me at one point. Could so you I'm imagine like, being on a being fucking, on a fucking date? date? No. no. You, like, <laughs> you're just wait, staring at them. Wait, all I can imagine when you said you saw people's faces like decompose in front of you is that like um what's uh Indiana Jones where yes. his face melts off? <laughs> it was pretty oh. similar. like everyone was just getting like older in front of me. It was oh. really freaky. I cannot imagine being on a first date. But anyways, I had some for her if she wanted some, Great. but I didn't think she was into that kind of thing. Oh, how generous. <laughs> no fucks, though. I eat them and get ready. She cancels on me like an hour before we're supposed to meet Honestly, up. Best thing ideal that situation. ever happened to you in your life yeah, right now. Yes. I'm disappointed and bored. So I throw on a movie. I'm even more bored and the shrooms kick in. Oh, no. <laughs> what movie? I must know. <laughs> like, I I get, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> I get uncomfortable. I try and play with my dog, but he knows I'm fucked up and he's uncomfortable yes! too. Dog's like, bye. Dog's like, Bruh. I'm not trip sitting. No. <laughs> he just sat back and watched me and that made me even more uncomfortable. Imagine you're tripping on troops and your dog's in the corner. Judging. Just like, judging. <laughs> Get your shit together, bro. <laughs> God, Brad, you do this all the time. 
I tried to think of stuff to do while I'm tripping, but nothing came to mind because it's a weekday in my small town and it's like 7.30 at night. I forced myself to watch 30 minutes of this movie before getting so uncomfortable. The only thing that made me feel okay was lying face down on my carpet in complete silence. Oh my Mm. God. My dog laid by my head, Mm. my face looking straight into the carpet and hands at my sides. (laughs) My body felt bad anytime I tried and stand up, so I laid there for four hours, wide awake, staring at my rug. Worst date ever. <laughs> you know, I wonder if that dog was over there, like, you know how when you're with a friend who's, like, throwing up, and, like, they do this all the time, yeah. like, because they, like, drank too much or whatever, and you're just, like, patting them on the back, just being like, fucking goddamn it. Like, Again. I wonder if the dog... But you're like, I also just want to be here to make sure you don't die. Yeah, like, I'm still, like, you're still my friend, but, like, but Jesus, you know? Seriously. And I wonder if the dog was having a similar feeling when it's, like, laying by his head, and it's just like, you know what? Paris Hilton's chihuahuas have an entire house that's air-conditioned to themselves. <laughs> And this is the yes. person that I ended up with. This fucking guy. <laughs> this fucking guy. This on fucking a date guy. with the rug. <laughs> totally on a date with the rug. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Okay. Like yours. This one says, maybe not technically a date, but I met a guy at a club and we hit it off really well. There was good chemistry. Unfortunately, he got more and more drunk as the night went on. Ugh. And... It's hard to describe his personality changed. Well, I was, yeah, alcohol does that to some people. Yeah, <laughs> you think, right? Yeah, and dependent on the alcohol can change yes. in many different ways. Oh, totally. See, right? taking tequila shots. Yeah, yes. we've discussed this before. Mm-hmm. Are you wine drunk? Yeah. Are you? Where you at? Yeah. <clears throat> I had. I was the designated driver for my group of friends. And when we uh, went to leave around three a.m., he asked for a ride home because his friends had ditched him. <laughs> my. Oh. Friends and I lived 15 <laughs> miles away. He lived 40 miles away. Whatever. He said he would pay for gas. I like driving at night, so no big deal. Now, I don't know. Like, no big deal. We like a big deal. I just met you at a club. I'm yeah. going to drive you. Not 40 minutes. 40 miles. 40 miles. Here's the other thing. I need you to get me gas before we go out of town because I need to believe this story that you're actually going to buy me gas. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know. Yeah. You're going to top off my gas tank right now. 3 a.m. Uh-uh. I'm so old now. I'm like, hmm, tie tie. <laughs> oh, <laughs> totally. <sure can't>. Sorry. <laughs> totally. Also, too, by myself, like I would make sure one of my friends stayed with me. Yes. Do you care? Would you ride with me? I'm not dropping him off unless one of my friends is staying in the car with me. Yes. Yeah. In the middle of nowhere. You Danger. 40 miles? Will yeah. Robinson. No. For no. sure. No. Thank you. Um, boo. My friends live 50 miles, 40 miles. Uh, whatever he said, he would pay for gas. Um, I like driving at night, so no big deal. Dropped off my friends in town. In our town, drove him home. He directed me to a gas station in his town so I could fill up in gas for 10 bucks. He would pay for it. And he could buy some more booze and beer to drink at home. Honey, I, sir. I think maybe you need to call it a night. It's 3 a.m. I don't know if you need more booze. Go to bed. <laughs> when we get to his home, he just would not leave my no. car. Oh, no, 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 talking and opening a beer can, drinking it and putting it back uh-uh. in the bag, grabbing another one after about 45 minutes. Oh, my gosh. 45 minutes. No. Of me telling him to get the fuck out. <laughs> I had to get out, open the passenger side door and literally pull him outside he thought that was super funny and admired how strong I was. Yeah. Oh. 
<laughs> You've got that emergency strength, oh you know, that kicks in. Oh. <laughs> I was, I, oh, I was, oh, I, oh, yeah. How super strong I was and able to pull him out. Uh, I threw his backpack at him and left him on the sidewalk. <laughs> See, <laughs> bye, dude. That how uh, we would never leave one of our people no, at a club uh, in no. three a.m. I'm like, and how much do your friends like hate you? Hate you. Yeah. They know they're like, oh man, find your own way. 40 Jeff miles is getting home. really drunk. Yeah. You know how he gets. God. Like, <laughs> honestly, Jeff like lives forty miles away from here. Yeah, like, <laughs> let's what get the we just together. Irish goodbye right now. <laughs> They don't even tell him. They just moonwalk out of the club. And Jeff's so lonely. He's like, I'm just <laughs> talk to the stranger. <laughs> we would also 100% never let one of our, our friends drive no. a stranger home no. in the middle of the night. Absolutely alone not. Either. Yeah. Never. Okay. Well, prepare to get upset. Ooh. Oh, goody. Went to a really nice restaurant I'd been wanting to try out for a while. But being a student, I could only but dream. So when this guy took me out, I was actually very excited and impressed when he offered to take me and pay, which I would usually decline. But he was a man of means and really wanted to, and I really wanted to try this place out. So I humbly accepted. Look, there are so many fancy, expensive restaurants in Los Angeles that I feel the same way about. I'm like, if somebody wanted to take me, I don't know, like to Nobu, <laughs> I'd be like, all right. Dude, I, it was really uncomfortable for me. And I think I talked about it on the podcast that that one like rich guy that I, I dated that got like the $400 bottle of wine at dinner. Yes. Like, all this stuff yeah. Just made me feel so uncomfortable. Yeah, I could see that too. Um, this place was amazing from the get-go. Beautifully decorated, the service was stellar, and the menu looked so goddamn incredible that I seriously think my face was in a permanent state of happy. Nice. <laughs> that's someone who loves food. Me too. <laughs> and that's what she said. See, I love food. I appreciate it when it's well done, and good food is one of my pleasures in life. So yes. having already gone through a glass of good red each and learned a bit about this guy and what he does for a living, I was ready to make my order. I'll have the fried brie red, the fried brie wedges and red currant chutney, please. Mm. Mm, Right? No, he says, waving his finger at me and turning to our waitress. She'll have a green leaf salad. What? (gasps) If you take cheese away from me, I'm gonna beat the shit out of you. I'm sorry. And that waitress was like, "She'll have what the fuck she said she'll have." Can you like? this person too. This person who clearly like loves food, right? We can relate. Yeah. So I am mm-hmm. curious right now. I figured it was just him trying to be a, a cavalier guy like you see in the movies who no. order for their dates. Whatever. But I really did want that gooey brie. <gasps> a green salad in a restaurant like this was a bit of a waste, but he was paying. Then he poured himself another glass of red, finishing the bottle before ordering for himself and announcing to the waitress, uh, and she'll also have a water. <gasps> okay. At this point, Sir. I was feeling a bit put out. I don't actually like water on its own, as odd as that sounds. So I asked the waitress for a cranberry juice. For some reason, this seemed to miff the guy as he just waved his hand and grunted. But I tried to continue our conversation, though his mood had noticeably changed. I figured I must have overstepped. Eventually, overstepped what? I must have overstepped. I did something Wow. Eventually, my salad arrived and his freaking brie, he ordered the brie for himself. (laughs) I literally, I am so hot right now. Fucking fire. I am so hot. Oh, it gets worse. It gets worse. This would not be me. 
My salad was just that, leaves on a plate. So I asked the waitress if I could have some dressing or croutons. No, she's fine, he piped up. Fucking no! Waving the server off. See, this actually did piss me off. I've been a server and being waved off or whistled for is incredibly disrespectful and degrading. Yes. So I tried to shoot her an apologetic look, but I don't think she noticed. Damn, that Brie looked as awesome on his place on his plate as it would have on mine. Hey, can I try a bit of your brie? It looks amazing. Instead of answering, he kept chewing and waving his fork over my salad, gesturing for me to eat it. <gasps> I am gonna stab this guy with a fork. <laughs> I can't I I'd get up, I'd get up I and walk out. That, I can't I will know if you can read more of this. I am so Oh sorry. Furious. How dare you? Please I did more. I figured the least the guy could do was answer me once he'd finished chewing. I don't want you getting fat. You're a woman, not a boar. <laughs> wow. Barry? I, yeah, I know. <laughs> I went, I'm going to go to the restroom. By the way, I am going to go meet that waitress, ask for an order of that breed to, to go, go and uh-huh. get the fuck uh-huh. out. Bearing in mind this was my first date with the guy, and even if it wasn't, the line had been thoroughly and unforgivably crossed. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that is such a a disgusting thing to say to another human. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So I put down my food, grabbed my coat, and walked out. Good. Yes. Yes, Yes, ma'am. Yeah, that's exactly right. Mm. Yeah. No, I. Yeah, I would have done the same thing. Imagine. Oh, imagine. Oh. I cannot imagine. <laughs> that would not, we wouldn't have made it to me having green in front of me. Yeah. I'd have been like, no, I'm a full grown adult. I will have the brie. Thank you very much. I'll order a salad with no dressing. Get just the, leaves. Just leaves. And water. And you're going to wave your fucking fork over mine? Why did you like, even take me to a fancy restaurant, by the way? Like, weird flex. It's, it's a power move too because she was saying like it was expensive like he's lording it over her like with his money that is a huge red flag yeah it's Mm -mm. so uncomfortable i hate it well that pisses me all the way off i knew it would can't wait to hear what you have to share with us (laughs) i'm sure it's not gonna piss me off really gonna piss you off oh fantastic and you may have heard of this case i never have but to me it is so popular in the UK. Not popular. That's the wrong word. It's it's very well, well known. known case. Yeah. It's it's like their Golden State Killer case. Wow. Oh. So I'm going to be talking um, trigger warning about uh, sexual assault. Um, so and murder. So if you're triggered by any of that, just skip. Um, but this is the tainted love of the Rachel Nickel murder. Mm. So, sounds familiar. Is it familiar to me too? No, it is not recent. However, there have been a lot of documentaries, and um, I think I I brought up uh, on the last episode that I had just started watching this program called Deceit Mm. on the BBC Mm -hmm. that was released this year as a four part series uh, about this case, about an aspect of this case. I. Went down a rabbit hole of watching basically nothing but British true crime shows for a while. So mm-hmm. the likelihood yeah, you, <laughs> that I've heard this is probably pretty high. You may have heard of this. Um, so Rachel Jane Nicole is um, 
born to an army officer and her mother on um, the 23rd of November in 1968. They, she has a normal, happy, awesome childhood. She's described as charitable. She helps out with old folks and disabled children in the area. Um, she is absolutely stunningly gorgeous Mm. she's like blonde huge wide smile people constantly coming up offering her modeling jobs Mm, okay so this is the first 10 minutes of of the dateline where they're like everybody (laughs) loved her yes legitimately radiant beams she volunteered with old people yeah Yeah. she's perfect she did want to do like acting but she did make sure to um finish her academic studies for English and history. So ultimately her dream was to be a children's television program. Oh, so she meets um, this guy and they end up having a, a kid, Alex. They're like living like this perfect London life. And she's got a dog, Molly. There are like videos that you can see where, I mean, they are so freaking cute and this little baby is adorable so like one of their like habits they were right by Wimbledon Court which was like the big park Mm -hmm. or whatever Mm -hmm. and so she would take uh, her son Alex and her dog Molly out to to walk you know during the day get them both some exercise and she also supported herself by working as a lifeguard in a pool in Richmond London so, yeah, everything's great with her husband, Andre, and, you know, everything's great. It's the 15th of July. It's the middle of the summer, 1992. She's walking her dog when all of a sudden, like, she's not 200 yards from other people. So this is like a park, but it's not, you know, in the middle of the forest or whatever. Right, 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 right. She's violently attacked from behind like it throws her two year old like <gasps> into the to the bushes. She's stabbed forty nine times. Oh my god! And almost nearly decapitated. Holy shit! So it's not but a few minutes later that passersby come along the two year old who is kneeling by his mother, oh. saying, "Wake up, mummy! Oh. Wake up, mummy!" Oh, oh and my god. this case explodes into the UK consciousness. It's featured on Crime Watch. People are like, how could this happen? So many tips are flooding in because it was such a violent attack in the middle of the day. It was 1020 a.m. Oh, my God. People on paths walking, you know, their dogs and everything. 49 times. That's a lot. That takes a minute, too. Yeah. Yeah, it was such a brazen attack and so violent and so vile the it fact feels that so her, personal that her child was there and witnessed Ugh. it. So, yeah, police are definitely pressured to find this killer. But the problem is there's no physical evidence that they can find. It's also 1992, so it's not like, you know, DNA's super well developed. So, they end up working with this guy named Paul Britton who is like UK's uh, John Douglas. Mm-hmm. He's, okay. he's the inspiration for a show called Cracker, which is like their forensic. Nice. It's a very popular television Cracker. show. <laughs> I know. Currently I, looking this up right now. Like, why? Yeah. So he's like their John Douglas, and he quickly puts together a profile for what this killer must be like. He is like, there are going to be 
super into the occult and he's going to be, you know, single white male, very awkward, very much a loner, possibly still Hmm. living with his mother, that kind of thing. So, wow. Meanwhile, like police are looking through their different suspects. They've talked to like 32 different people. They've released like some people have noticed and given a sketch of a man that was in the area that they saw. And people call in and think, you got to talk to this dude, Colin Stagg. He's a loner. He's often description fits the description. He is often walking his dog in the area. And in fact, a cop is like, oh, yeah. At some point when they went and closed the park off. Colin Stagg went up. He had his dog and he's like, oh, why is it closed off? I was just here this morning. And they're like, there's been a murder that's been committed. And he's like. By the way, what's your name and address? And mm-hmm. she just told us that you were, you were there. here. <laughs> yeah, so you're a potential witness. So they they go, they go to interview Colin. First of all, it's like on an estate, so all the houses kind of look the same, but his door is black. It's painted black with a sign on it that says Christians beware. A pa- oh. a pagan lives here. Oh, okay. <laughs> In 1992, honey. <laughs> yeah, honey. exactly, honey. <laughs> Like I'm for it. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I love it. I love yeah. that for you. But in nineteen ninety two, we're coming right out of the satanic panic. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta mm, It's coming in hot. Yeah. yeah. Hot. You're like putting it all out there. So police are like, okay, 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 okay. So like you live alone. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. You live alone. And he's like, Yeah. And he's like, um, here are all my books on the occult. He's like, <laughs> sure. I'm I'm wicked, you know, and they're like Uh uh-huh and then they go and check out one of his bedrooms just has a white pentagram on the floor yeah and everything so they're like yeah you live alone with your dog and you're kind of really falling right into this yeah 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 yeah. everybody thinks you're you're weird you've never had a girlfriend or anything like that he's like yeah no and they're like so did you kill her and he's like no i didn't did you do it did Did you do it but did you do it but did you though (laughs) so they're like okay what what happened and he says he got up really early in the morning walked his dog but had a really debilitating headache so he didn't take his dog as far as he usually did so he took a bunch of aspirin laid back down and when he woke up he went back to the park and that's when he encountered the officers Mm -hmm. so his alibi is not, not great not great yeah not great no i took a nap is not a good alibi <laughs> yeah usually I i'm screwed i, I live alone and i took a nap it's yeah. like um okay and can anybody verify that besides your dog besides your dog <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so because there wasn't any forensic evidence or anything like linking anything to the scene police are really stumped on yeah. what to do and also there's nothing linking this guy to the case except for he just happens to go to, to this park yeah. mm-hmm. and this guy was like it's somebody who's into the occult which is all speculation yeah at this point absolutely 49 times to stab somebody feels very personal right from everything we know from our extensive yeah. mm-hmm. extensive knowledge yes in this. we're experts Ex- total experts. basically but i mean like all you, you hear a lot uh you know from many background like that's tends to be somebody it's very personal yeah and that many times stabbed i'd like to know where he came to the conclusion that it had to do with the occult in the first place like it doesn't feel what about it is occult like right you know i I don't understand and also i know it's, it's it's 1992 and again people just lumped 
everybody into yeah. one category, but like Wiccans are not. No, no. that's the thing. No. Exactly. Like, they believe very much, and he did, that what you put out in the world, you get yes. three times back. Right. So what, you're not going to go stabbing somebody 49 times Else in the get- name of Wicca. <laughs> exactly. Like, right. No, that's that not how happen. that works. It's not how it works. The other thing I want to bring up is Cracker. I don't believe Cracker is the same as it here is here in the U.S. I think that Cracker might be more like Safe Cracker or cracking a code kind of thing. Yes. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I'm sure. Sorry. Like, <laughs> I didn't think like it took me like 20 minutes. <laughs> like Fanny. Was I? Was there a part of your story that I zoned out to just think about Cracker? No, <laughs> no. no. <laughs> We're like, wow, don't Cassie's worry. really quiet yeah. <laughs> over there. So they are they are stumped on how to proceed. So they end up getting an unexpected idea because it's featured on Crime Watch and also like they are really zooming in on Colin being the suspect. So you know the UK media just Mm, went bananas. Bananas. Yeah. So he ends up like somebody accuses him of indecent exposure because he was sunbathing nude on a beach and they happened upon him. So his lawyer just told him to just pay the fine. So of course it's splashed across the front page everywhere. So now people, people think he's a pervert. People think wow. he's, you know, um, a murderer, a devil like worshiper, he's a pariah yeah. wow. in his, on his estate. People li- are literally like outside his house calling him a nonce and all kinds of things. But someone calls into the police. This woman named Julie was like, I have a very strange story to tell about Colin Stagg. So like a year before, she had put a Lonely Hearts ad in the newspaper, just basically saying like, and this is really sad. Her ad was like, recently divorced overweight woman looking for love. And it was like, sweet baby baby angel. So she, Colin had replied to her and uh, was like sweet at first, like, hey, I have a dog. I'm, I'm into all these, these things. I'm 28. I've never had a girlfriend before, that kind of thing. So they end up exchanging letters. But like by the third level he, letter, he is like, he writes her that he's a red-blooded male and that he has <sighs> these fantasies. No. <clears throat> I believe red flag mail is and what he's you meant like, to say. Yes. <laughs> he's like, he encloses another letter inside that letter Ugh. that says on it, my fantasy, Ugh. in brackets, one of them at least. Ugh. And he's like, if you're not interested, just rip rip the letter up and throw well, it in the bin. Look, definitely. Okay, you okay, don't not interested, something... but going to read this. Yeah, I mean, and you, look, 100%. man, rule number one, you can't put that kind of thing in. No. I don't even know what he wrote, but I'm like, you, you should can't. not have put this in writing. <laughs> you should not have put this in writing. I know it. <laughs> well, Colin's fantasy was a very graphic, detailed um, depiction of outdoor sex, like sex outside in the open air. Okay, that's not nearly as bad as I thought. No, it was me neither. Be a better lie. No, yeah. yeah. So she tells police that, and they're like, "Okay, cool, 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 cool." This gives us an idea. So what they do is they get a detective constable, Lizzie James, not her real name, but right, Lizzie James, to start a letter writing campaign to Colin. They make Colin think he's not a suspect anymore. And they're like, okay, so you're going to approach and say, I was living with Julie at the time. Mm -hmm. She's very old fashioned, but I'm not. And I found your letter. I found your letter. And it was hot. It was hot. 
So they start writing to each other for like five months, writing back and forth. And she's like, what it's supposed to be, she works with the profiler, it's supposed to be anything he suggests is okay. Mm -hmm. But she's not supposed to make any suggestions. Mm. But she definitely starts like throwing in S&M stuff and all this like leading, leading, leading leading the witness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Imagine being at work though and then being like, Lizzie, come into the office. Uh, We have something we'd like to run by you. You have to write dirty letters. Yeah, can you write um, to a murder <laughs> Also, why does it have to be a woman that writes them? Yeah, yeah because why, why not just if have they're the, letters? Who? In cares? fact, like why? Why not just have the profiler do it? That way, yes. you know it's like exactly what you want. Well, just in <laughs> case they like ended up meeting, which they did okay. on a couple of cases. Have, okay. have her meet him, but she doesn't have she to write can the letters. Read all the letters. She can be involved in the case. I'm not saying not involve her, but sh- why does she have to be the one to write the letters? So for five months, that ends up being like 40 letters, pages on pages, hundreds of pages of letters. This feels very like you can't do this. I don't love this. No. So this she all. finally gets to the point where she's saying stuff like, you know, if only I knew you had done the Wimbledon Commons murders. And he says, he's like, I'm sorry, that's not me, but, you know, I, I hope that you'll still date me. Well, you know, just like, <laughs> wow, this oh, is awful. It really, this is really is. And when awful. you read portions of the letter, like he, he is like, he, they, he ends up meeting and he thinks that she's kind of crazy, but he's still like a 29-year-old virgin. Oh, and she's gorgeous. And he even says after the fact, I knew it had to be something weird that someone that attractive would be oh, that interested in me. Oh, God. Oh, he's having guys, a real rough year. Yeah. Yeah. This is awful. It's yeah. awful. So, this is heartbreaking. Yeah. After five months, despite the fact that he hasn't confessed to anything, even though he's been clearly entrapped to do so. A hundred percent. Yeah. They arrest him. I want to have. What, I would like to speak to my lawyer, please, for the murder. And when the lawyer tells him, "Hey, just so you know, that person you've been writing was a police officer," oh. that's when he says he's like, "Oh, yeah, I figured it had to be something like that." And his lawyer was like, "Just say no comment to all their questions." It takes another thirteen months before he gets to the judge. The judge takes a look at this. And he throws it all you out. You have to. Thank God. Yes. He you says have it's to. Gross miscarriage of justice. It's Absolutely. Clearly, like uh, an entrapment. And all this fucking time that you guys actually could have been, been looking for looking. the person who actually did it. <gasps> there is a two year old who lost their mom in a terrible, traumatic way who has no justice. Right. Like, this is uh, awful. It's. On this every fucking, fucking level. This is the worst thing on every level. Yeah. Meanwhile, yeah, as much as the media is hounding Colin, the media and the police are also hounding Andre and his two-year-old son, Alex, who witnessed trying to get any kind of clues, anything. And Andre finally gets so upset and if over the mental like state of his son he takes his son to the south of France. He gets the fuck out of the UK. Yeah. We. Later ends up in Barcelona. And uh, you'd have to. I mean, I think yeah. you have to. Like, I cannot imagine no, it's awful. going through something like that and then having like reporters and media like on you constantly. Also, yeah. I need you to like n- 
tell me that he had a solid alibi before. Oh, yeah. Just... yeah. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Cool, 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 so cool. It was, we know for certain. Never, it was never a question. Andre definitely did not okay. have anything to do with it. Then bye. So, okay, yeah. 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 He, he takes his son and he's like, my son needs to grow up. Like, this cannot be, you know, he's, no, he's awful. too young. Trauma. Fucking awful. So, get ready to get really, no. really bad. Oh, great. Because while all this stuff with Colin Stagg is going on, mm-hmm. there is, in 1989, a string of violent attacks are happening in the parks around London. Um, they're so violent there, there's a task force that's put together for it. And let me get the name of the task force here. Ba, 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 ba. Uh, the Green Chain Rapes. Um, in 1992, so the same year. This literally is their Golden State Killer. This is wild. A major inquiry was set up. Officers were hunting a perpetrator who showed extreme violence toward his victims using a knife and on more than one occasion attacking a woman with her children present. Throughout the inquiry, 106 crimes were identified involving 86 women. And it was in the middle of this inquiry that Rachel Nickel was attacked. Despite the similarities between the the cases... Clear, clear similarities. Question... Who the fuck is this cracker motherfucker? Yeah. And yes. the fuck what are his qualifications? He's on the task force. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh my God. This motherfucker's you, on the task force. You show. I'm sorry. Without <laughs> right. having. You're, I, I, like I need to see your qualifications. They're playing sir. real fast and loose over there with giving away TV shows. Like what? 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 Yeah. Yeah. So. And then. While Colin is sitting in jail, like waiting for a trial, this is the most horrible thing. There is his face. She's like, "This is the most horrible thing." Seriously, this is really bad. This is really bad. Um, there is another murder of twenty-eight-year-old Samantha Bissett and Jasmine, her four-year-old daughter. So now the chi- now Escalated. the child has been killed. Yeah. Okay, wait a second. And and dude face is in jail right now. Yeah. So this Colin, Colin this is crime is yeah. so brutal that the police photographer that was one of the first on the scene quits the force right after because it he's like I cannot it it is just gonna it live is, in my brain and for the I rest of my life. I'm not going to spell it out what happened because of course you don't need to yeah you I don't need, need to. If you're into that kind of thing, you can look it up, but I it's it's fucking awful. So they find fingerprints at the scene. And they end up finding uh that it matches somebody named Robert Knapper. Wait, so it's not Colin. Oh no. wow. Wow, I'm mm. so shocked. Who no. would have thought? Well, I mean, because he's Wiccan, so we just, you know, we he were. He had so a black door, sur- Cassie. Ah, yes. The so. black door. And even still, no one's making the connection between Samantha Bissett, yes. even though this is a less than a year later and identical and, and Rachel Nickel. No one is. So they, they're treating this like a separate thing. I so, feel like even a reporter would be like, um, excuse me. Um, right. I yeah. feel like these are kind of like of, each other. I feel like, same like thing. just local Us. people. Yeah. Right. We're like average civilians, weird. like average civilians who like, like just with this, uh, the, the girl that just got went recently went missing was like, oh, that's the same address as this. Like, puts two to a 
you know, two and two together, even if they're not quite, but has questions. Also, if you are a young woman at this time or a woman yes. at this time with a, a small child, I'd be like real we're, fucking concerned. We're talking yes. about a space of four years where 106 of like sexually Holy motivated attacks shit. happened in this area. That that amount, even if, uh, yeah, like you said, even if the police didn't miss it, reporters People in the area, yeah, like you had women to have who known like to go somebody. to parks. Yes, like yes, these things were happening in daytime and everything. They had like descriptions, everything. Wow. So, and in fact, Robert Knapper had been brought up in the Rachel Nickel case six separate times. He was talked to by the police and asked to come down and give blood so he could be ruled out as a suspect. And he just never showed up. And they were and like, no that's fine. ever followed up. Wow. <laughs> Meanwhile. Is it the same over there where like taxpayers are, are paying for this shit too? Mm. It's just like, what the fuck? Come on. Exactly. So they tail Napper and they finally like, they finally catch him, you know, and, and he is, he is unwell. He is not a well person. He is um, paranoid, schizophrenic and confesses to the um, beset murder of, of her and her child, and they put lock him away in Broadmoor. It is not until 2008. Come on. When DNA is um, like specific, or I, I don't know the word I'm looking for. It's, like they're it's, able to refine it a little they're bit They're able to refine right, it technology. enough yeah. to connect Napper to the, the, the murder of Rachel and he's like, oh, yeah, 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 I did that, too. You could have just asked him. Yeah. You know, like, he probably would have just told you. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. And then they're they're sure now that he's responsible for these 106 attacks. In fact, they've been able to go back. They look right at the beginning in 1989. His mother called the cops because he went up to his mom and he's like, I just raped somebody. And his mom's like. Nine one fucking one. Nine fucking nine. Hi, my son raped somebody. And they're like, uh, she said it was at this park. And they're like, mm, no, we don't have anything like that. There wow. was there was a rape a couple weeks earlier. The house was backed up. Their backyard was part of the park. So it was like it could have been stopped there. One of the times they went to speak with him, they found this big map of London with different X's and notes um, like uh, about women and women being bitches and sluts and tying up women and violent notes with like X's all around these different parks. They didn't arrest him then. Like nothing. Like, this is chill. But this he didn't have a pentagram, so we didn't fit no, the profile. He didn't so. have a book That's about fine. witches. Yeah. So I couldn't be more furious than it, I am this right is, now. It, this is... I was that entire police department fired. Well, Did they just throw the whole thing away, set it on fire and start over because one of the main detectives was like convicted of corruption charges. Cool. Good. cool, cool. Detective Lizzie James quit the force. Good. Like right Bye. after she actually got a hundred and twenty five thousand dollars settlement. Fuck she her. early retired. She doesn't deserve that. Colin got seven hundred and six thousand pounds. Um, for basically for 16 years, not people enough. thinking it's that not he's enough. Not mm -mm. enough. Your but life has been so th 
thoroughly dragged through the mud right. at that also, point. There's no amount of money. And if you're calling, you're taking that money and moving Getting it the right fuck down out. to the south of France. Yeah, yeah. You gotta wish, get out. I wish he had, but I mean, he's, he seems like a very like awkward person. What Poor he did, guy. He, he blew all of it on oh, his, no. his new wife. Oh, Colin, sweet baby angel. <laughs> he now is a like cashier at a Tesco. But he seems happy and he has like four kids and a wife, but he, he blew all the money. Oh, you know, baby. Yeah, just wanted wanted good things for you, Colin. Well, so he seems happy. I yeah, guess it's all right. he's happy. He's yeah. happy, and um, yeah, it's uh, it's still being talked about today as one of like the grossest police investigations yeah. in UK history. Um, there's a documentary that came out this year. Um, there's Deceit, which I've talked about. There's a really good podcast. It's an eight-part series. Um, this guy uh, has a podcast called True Crime Enthusiast mm-hmm. that's specifically like Wales and UK crimes. Oh, He's amazing. We love to see it. So a very detailed eight-part series called Maniac, um, which I definitely highly recommend. It's very, very detailed and good because I... Definitely like skipped through a lot <laughs> uh, to try to piece this together. But mainly the thing that fascinated me the most about this case was the fact that a police department thought it would be a good idea to try to run a honeypot on their main suspect Awful. for five months. Five months of wasted fucking wasted time. Wasted time, tax paper, like the whole thing centered upon this. Disgusting. Yeah. Awful. Yeah. I knew... Oh. I love how all of us were like, wait, that's not how this works. Like immediately, mm-hmm. immediately. No. We're yeah. All like, you wait, can't what? do that. I mean, and yeah, it seems like a little fucked up that Lizzie got a settlement, but also you can't ask somebody who works for you to do that. Like, especially like, how many women were on the force and like, yeah, she fucked it up, but it shouldn't have been asked also, of her in the first place. She shouldn't have had anything to do with this. The right. whole thing is garbage. She was supposed to have a lot of support and everything from Paul Britton, in which she claims there was no support for her. And of course, it was the 90s on the, and she's like hot she's cop. One of the so, only female, like probably yeah. the, one of the only women on the force. Paul, like, and you're being asked to do this thing at your job. Like that is fuck. It is fucked up. Paul Britton sounds like garbage. Does he still have a like TV show? I need to know about this. I mean, so, here's the thing. I just feel like he was like, you know how some people are just charismatic enough to be able to like just, pull to the yeah, con. Yeah, like I feel like he he's doesn't know shit about what he's talking about. He's confident he and read, white. He read. He read. Uh, what's his name's John book? Douglas? John Douglas's yeah. book uh-huh. and was like, you know what? I could probably be that person. You know, here. I, I feel like we know a lot of people like that. I feel like if you are and Piers Morgan is another one Ugh, where I'm just like, if you are uh, a confident white man of a certain age, okay. I just feel like you kind of just get away with just <laughs> saying bullshit. And right. people are like, must be facts, you right. know, like must be facts. Has yeah. he ever gotten anything right? Is my question. I, I have a thousand I, questions about this. Dude. I do not know, but I will definitely like fake psychic. want to dig in farther about like his career. Now, the other happy ending, too, is because the documentary was just released this year. They did talk, catch up with Andre and Alex. Oh. Um, Alex, who's like in his 30s now. Well, he and he'd, he'd be my age because he was born. In, he was two in 1992. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. he's just turned 30. Um happy healthy he speaks four languages very successful um they went and they placed flowers and everything and um had a tribute to his mom and the place that she was murdered but um 
him and his dad lived together super, super close. They've both had girlfriends over the years, but their strongest relationship has been with each other. And they're, they're very happy and healthy, even though they miss Rachel. And that's the tainted love story of Rachel Nickel. Oh, don't cry. Wow, that's devastating. I know. <laughs> I've <laughs> never heard of it before. And it is huge. Like I said, it's a huge I case definitely, in the oh, yeah. I'd seen something about it, but all I remembered was the the letter writing. Mm-hmm. I remembered that because I was like, what the How fuck? is that approved? Yeah, I was yeah. like, this feels sketchy. <laughs> you can't you can't convict uh, somebody. Full. Yeah. And how did they think that they could? And how can you just arrest somebody and take them to like put them in front of a judge with no evidence? Like, I don't understand. I don't understand how it even got that far. Like, how? How was everybody in that department not fired? It was definitely, definitely a case, too, of just like this, this kind of like introvert, you know, person that that people kind of thought was weird, just escalated into this massive. Get the pitchforks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. His door is black. So he doesn't like Christians. Mm, he doesn't like Christians. So he must murderer. be a murderer. Yeah. Like, no, that's not how this works. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, okay. To change the subject. <laughs> yeah. Get that taste out of our mouths. It's, um, what are we watching this week? Okay. Besides Lulu Rowe. Besides, <laughs> besides Lulu Rich. Um, I watched the, well, actually, last night I had a Candyman night. I watched the new Candyman and the is old, it, the original Candyman. It's out. Uh huh. I didn't you know can, it yet. You can rent it I right mean, now. I'm not going to rent it. Well, they, yes. Yeah. I mean, I rented it. I rented it so you could the, watch it on my account. The if you original wanted. is so fucking scary. The original is so fucking good, actually, mm-hmm. because you don't think it's going to be because it's like this early '90s horror movie, and oftentimes those are like so tropey and campy and like. Yeah. Uh, but it's the original is actually really, really good. Virginia Madsen is like, oh, yeah. gorgeous, amazing. Um, and it is scary. I would say that the sequel, because the this recent one is a sequel, it's not as scary. Okay, good. But it is, it, yeah, it's not as scary. I, I didn't find it to be like okay, particularly good, good. scary. Um, but it is very good. Nice. And it Why is do a, people want to feel this way? I'm I so fucking love nervous. it. This is my Eric, favorite Eric shit. Eric loves it too. Eric loves to be like scared. It is my favorite shit. Like I was I'm so alive. excited watching Candyman last night. Like I was like, yes! but it's so funny. It's just like, we will watch like actual legitimate horrifying right. yes. true crimes. Yes. Like the one I just described. Yeah. Right. All and while eating a pop tart on your couch. While yeah. Falling asleep. Yeah. yeah. But yet Candyman, yeah. something that is entirely made up and fantastical scares the shit out of me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, but I, I will say, like, as far as horror movie sequels go, because it's usually not good. Like, a sequel to a horror movie is usually not very good. This was good. Like, nice. I really thought it was, like, a great continuation. It took them a while to get there. Yeah. So, yeah. I imagine they were like, yeah, let's it, do it good. And, you know, as a horror movie fan who is also a person of color, like, I love that we are seeing more horror movies that are centering like non-white yeah. people yeah, because absolutely. it has been a very white genre for yes. a very long time. For sure. Um, and so I just, I love, I love it. I love it. I loved it. Nice. What about you, Cass? Uh, been watching a lot of football. That's where I'm at right now. It's football season. And this year I have signed up to be in a fantasy football league. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get that out. Um, 
and which has now made me a monster which yeah i already like sports to begin with but now that you've never done fantasy football before never done fantasy football before and now i'm like oh shit now there now there's a competition stakes are raised i am literally every sunday you can find me in front of my television (laughs) with my computer up as i watch all of my players Mm -hmm. i'm just that's this is where i'm at yeah Yeah. fantastic i'm in in. love to see it (laughs) i watched the finale we actually caught up and able to watch the finale of brooklyn 99 oh really good so so. yeah yeah it's uh it's you know it's light it's funny it's silly i needed literally like a palate cleanser after researching this yeah i bet and uh that was a nice palate cleanser to have nice yeah well, if you guys have something that we should watch, stories to share with us, please send stories. Go to our one-stop shop of websites, myworstatepodcast.com. And we love you so much. Cheers. This is a Glass Box Media Podcast.